Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more. Okay, so I've got Claire and Rosie with me now, and you've just done this boxing phenomenal thing. Fantastic. Raising all that money to pay Forever Manchester and getting in the boxing ring. And a lot of people have enjoyed your podcasts, and they said they've been really entertaining and quite humorous and very honest and funny. And it's been suggested that you might want to maybe make another podcast. And therefore, if you did, we'd have to find you something to get involved in a little bit. A new challenge. A new challenge, yeah. And there's been a number of options discussed. So we've had things like throwing yourselves off cliffs. <laughs> nope. Trekking. Nubbies. Well, Just I can walk for a long way. <laughs> yeah, I can. Free falling. Yeah. No. We would die. I tell you what I always say is I'll do anything as long as it doesn't involve being cold or eating minging stuff. <laughs> minging stuff such as? Worms. Jimmy bugs. likes celebrity-style challenges. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here stuff. I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, as a vegan, I wouldn't be up for that either. <laughs> Different reasons, Bob. <laughs> then there was something very similar that was suggested to boxing, the boxing experience. Combat wrestling. Mm. Yeah. As Does that float your boat? I Rosie? quite like that idea, but only if I could wear like a glittery costume. So we'd just be talking about costumes again, so it would be um, the same podcast. But with a different subject. I'd have a persona. Well. Yes. Are you having a persona? I would want a persona. You see, Claire obviously taught you an awful lot making your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Because all of the lessons that you've learned are now about sparkles yeah. and personas and glitter. costumes and glitter and entrances and music. and Anyway, I thought that those options were a little bit... Some of them might not even... We might not even be able to find cliffs for you to throw yourselves off or <laughs> places for you to trek to. <laughs> but we have come up with a, a more achievable suggestion. Okay. And basically, we've enrolled either Claire or yourself, Rosie, as students on an eight-week improvisation comedy scholarship workshop. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Okay. During which time, or leading to you obviously making a stand-up for Forever Manchester podcast, okay. but ultimately leading to a debut performance as a real comedian what? at a real-life <laughs> comedy... <laughs> Stood on stage trying to make people laugh. Yeah. Have you ever met me? <laughs> so you go on this eight-week course where they basically tell you the basics and, and obviously teach you how to be funny. Comedy boot camp. Like a comedy boot camp. Okay. And we don't think that we could put the two of you on the stage together. So we toss a coin and it will literally be a heads or a tails. You will both go on the course. One of you will be the comedian and the other person we hope will then take a supporting role I feel a little bit sick already yeah, I feel really nervous. <laughs> my palms are sweating and I actually feel nervous <laughs> so, right what it's going to be is you're going to become like the confidant of the shoulder to cry on and the other person's going to be the one that I think I don't know what the course entails but I would imagine you'd have to think about writing a routine mm-hmm. a costume do comedians have costumes yes they do <laughs> They do now. Maybe deciding the costume will be the job of the supportive person. Okay. The comedian yeah. So basically, one of you is going to be the comedian. The other one's going to take on the role of confidant, wingman, friend, ear, content analyst, psychiatrist, and shoulder to cry on. Joke tester. Joke tester. Yeah. So that's why we've we've arranged for you to both attend the course, mm-hmm. and you're going to get the opportunity to learn a lot of skills. 
mm-hmm. and then to support each other. So whoever gets picked to be the comedian, obviously we would like the AN other to support that person through that process. What do you think? Interesting. Scary. Scary, yes. Okay, it now... It will be fun. Yeah. Now, this is the challenge, right? It's probably going to be at the Frog and Bucket, the, okay. the gig, because it's venue. Manchester. It's yeah. a good venue, right? The Frog and Bucket gave us a voucher for somebody to attend this course. So they were going to foot the bill to pay for a person to attend this course, right? We've had the idea that that voucher's value is about 250 quid. The idea being that we can turn that £250 voucher into £2,500 cash Mm -hmm. by encouraging people so you don't do it as a self-fundraiser. Could I maybe pay you £2,500 to not keep us off the stage? (laughs) There is that as an option, but the idea to turn that voucher into £2,500 and then get the entire Forever Manchester brand and its donors and its supporters and its staff team and its board members to get behind either Claire's Comedy Challenge Mm -hmm. or Rose's Comedy Challenge. So you wouldn't be fundraising on your Todd. We would set up a Comedy Challenge fundraising page and we would actively encourage everybody to get behind either you, Claire, or you, Rosie. Have you got any thoughts on that? Still the nerves and not knowing what to say. Yeah. But it's a, it's a good idea. Okay. And well, we're not going to get our heads kicked in. No, yeah, no punches. No, and we'll, we'll arrange security for you as well <laughs> to make sure that you don't. It's going to get our heads kicked in emotionally. God. <laughs> So basically that's it, you're going on a course, you're going to learn how to be a comedian, you're going to obviously have to get involved in writing a script or writing a a routine, and then ultimately it's going to lead to you actually (laughs) performing your routine at a real life comedy night in front of a real life audience, and you'll be on the bill with some real professional comedians. Performing at the Frog and Bucket. Performing at the Frog and Bucket. And what's the capacity of that venue? (laughs) Uh, Well I think it's about 300 people. So, Claire, you're up for it, the yeah. challenge, I'll, Rosie. I'll, I'm up for it, yeah. I'm going to toss a coin. Okay. And this is the start of the process. Oh, and will you make us a podcast of your adventure? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. That, that's the easy bit. <laughs> okay. Stop. So, shall I decide who's going to be heads and tails, who's going to be tails, or just one of you want to pick heads or tails? Rosie, you pick. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, tails. Tails. This is a coin. Wait, is this tails I get to pick which role I do or tails? No, tails would be that you would be the person to, to do it. Heads would mean, Claire, that you would be the comedian and Rosie would act as your wingman or vice versa. <laughs> so heads is Claire, tails is Rosie. It's heads. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm really, really happy. That. <laughs> that means that Claire, it looks like you uh, see you on the stage at the Frog and Bucket in the not too distant future. Have yes, you got any, any nausea relief pills? <laughs> Claire is going to be the comedian. Rose is going to be the wingman. Yeah. Are we happy do to do it? Definitely. Enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right then. So new challenge: stand-up comedy. Yeah. You narrowly escaped. Oh my God, thank God. It would have been a nightmare for me. Well, it is for me. I'm nervous. 
try not to think about it because thinking about the event mm-hmm. or the night, standing up and doing it just makes me feel sick. So I'm just going to concentrate on the course yes. and what's in front of me now. Worry about that later. Think of it in the same way as we thought with the boxing challenge. Just take each session as it comes and each yeah. little bit as it comes and don't focus on the end event because the whole point in the training is to get you ready for the end event. Yeah, and I may feel less nervous yeah. by the end of the boot camp because what? I'll know how to be funny. What? <laughs> Although I'm gonna, be, I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't know if you noticed. The I'm gonna call him the teacher. I don't know what to call him. Um, he said that he can't make people funny. Yeah, <laughs> just to make you even more nervous. I know. Not that you're not funny. However, can't teach funny. Do you know what my mum said to me when I told her about this? What? I didn't know you were funny. <gasps> I know. I'm like, Mum. I was like, thanks for your support. I'll be there to support you, don't worry. But I, like, I might not laugh. <laughs> we'll see. But I don't think you're going to make it, so... <laughs> you know what my family always say to me, which is why I'm so glad I'm not doing it? Um, if I say something funny or do something funny and it's genuinely funny, they all go, oh, that was funny! Yeah. <laughs> As if, aren't you clever? Because <laughs> it's so rare. <laughs> maybe they've just got no sense of humour. Yeah, maybe that's it. Right, so we've done our first session yes. and uh, our first introduction to the comedy boot camp yeah. and two-hour session at the Frog and Bucket with Dave Williams and he has given us idea about what we're going to be doing over the eight weeks and we've met the people on the course yeah. and they all seem very funny. And really lovely. Yeah. Really, like, there's no egos there. I was worried that there would be. Yeah. I do look at some of them and think, I can't imagine you being on TV doing comedy. Yes. I don't look at myself in that light. Yeah, we're going to have to certainly think about costumes. Get Make me look the part. <laughs> I will. <laughs> How does a female comedian look? There's I, not very many. There's not very many. I think it depends on what your routine is about. Okay. I don't know why, but I just feel like, depending on the tone of your routine and what you're doing, you could kind of match your dress to that. Yeah. Not dresses in a dress. What kind of dress shall I wear on the night? <laughs> <laughs> but, for example, if you put into your comedy routine how small you are, how yeah. small is stature, then... A very small dress. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people keep saying that to me. Everyone I've told has said, you've got to make something funny about being small. I think I'm you like, should do. Do you yeah. not like that? Well, I've spent a long time in life getting over the fact that I'm very small <laughs> and coming to terms with that. And I'm now, like, opening up a can of worms... All, all that good work I did to be happy in my own skin has now got to be unpicked and laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's slightly different if you're creating the laughter. It's not like people just walking past you going, <laughs> you're really small. That would be mean. <laughs> but if you're creating it and encouraging them, then it's different. Yeah. And Dave was talking about having a unique selling point. Well, I think my unique selling point, I was thinking, well, what is my thing? Because I'm a bit of a geek. Mm-hmm. You know, my work is around numbers, research, statistics, evidence. That is what I do professionally. I know it's not very funny, but... You can't talk about statistics. Why not? Because... How, what? <laughs> what well, are you gonna... I'm sure that whatever material you've got, there's going to be some good evidence behind it that you could weave in a bit. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never written stand-up comedy before, but I can't... My stand-up's going to be very well-researched and very evidence-based. It needs to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's key. Funny. Yeah, no, that's the scary thing, is how to be funny. 
that's the scary thing is that people won't laugh at your jokes because you know um, the group talked about what's the worst thing that can happen yeah. being heckled forgetting your lines stand in front of an audience all of that stuff is not my main concern my main concern is that I won't be funny enough and I think people will laugh because they know I'm not a professional so there might be a few kind people that just feel sorry for me and and laugh a bit but that's my worst fear that that you'll come up with all this material and it won't be funny or it won't strike a chord with the audience And the other fear that I've got is I do tend to be quite giggly and laugh a lot and I'm worried that I will laugh at my own jokes and then I'll sort of get in a bit of a fit of giggles with the nerves and just, you know, if people do laugh, I'll laugh and then I'll struggle to be sensible. <laughs> That's what one, maybe one of the main things you need to focus on, learning to not laugh at your own jokes. That's a really obvious statement. But I'm making what, myself what would, out. You know what would be worse, which might make you even more nervous, if you know that you're about to say the punchline and you laugh before you've said it. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah. So don't do that. I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be surprised. I think that you might laugh at your own jokes and things that you find funny when you're just in a normal conversation, but I think being stood up there on stage is different. So you... You know, it's not as natural, is it? So you no. will probably act slightly different. I'll have to rehearse it all so that, to me, it's not funny anymore because I've heard it so many times. Yeah. But then pretend like I'm just standing up there going, hey, look yeah. how funny I am. I just come out with all these great jokes. <laughs> I'm making myself out to be a really unfunny person. One, I laugh at my own jokes. Two, I love to talk about numbers. Those two are not good traits for a comedian. No. In my mind, there's two types of comedians. There's people that tell jokes and there's people that are like more observational and it's just that the things that they talk about yes, are funny. Observational, you the observational one is a type of research. Therefore, <laughs> explain. Well, if you're doing research and there's lots of different ways in which you can research something, mm-hmm. observation is one of the research yes. methods okay. that you can do. So, observational humour might be suitable to me because I can do my research. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to think of it in those terms because I won't be able to prepare this without doing my research. <laughs> Whatever helps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, how do you learn to be funny? Well, you know what? In, in terms of the people not laughing, yeah, that would be the thing that I was most nervous about if it was me getting up there. However... Don't sound so smug about that, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> it's not me getting up there. However, Dave said that later on in, in the last few weeks we get to practice our material on the rest of the group yeah. and practice it with him. So I'm pretty certain that if something isn't funny, people will try and maybe help you structure it in a way that is more funny or offer suggestions for something that might work better. So I will be relying on other funny people who do want to be comedians to write my material for me. Pretty much. (laughs) Please help me, guys. (laughs) No, I don't have any ambition to be a performer or a stand-up comedian or any other type of performer. Can't sing. My dancing is to be desired. (laughs) Um, Acting is not really something that I'm interested in. Stand-up comedy. Oh. But at the same time, I was just going to say, me seeing you be stressed will stress me out, and I won't want you to be nervous, but I'm not even going to lie and say it'll be the same type of nerve. No. What do you think is more nerve-wracking, doing the comedy or doing the boxing? Comedy. I think so too. I didn't feel as nervous about the boxing as I do about this. I, I don't know. You get in the ring and you do it and it's done. Whether you win or lose, you've done it. But you'll carry this emotionally. This will emotionally <laughs> scar you for life if you do it badly. <laughs> what? Imagine if you'd have been knocked out in the boxing. That could have emotionally scarred you and you weren't worried about that. No. I think it's fairly similar in that you just get up there, you do it, 
and then you're done. Yeah. And during, you might be nervous, but afterwards, you'll probably feel bloody great. All the adrenaline will kick in and you'll feel amazing. It's just that it's more interactive. So boxing, you're just dealing with the one person that you're fighting, whereas this, you've got potentially 300-person audience. <gasps> I'm not helping, am I? See, the thing is with the boxing is you had a head guard on, so no one could see you. <laughs> Maybe you need to go out in a head guard. Maybe that could be part of your costume. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's not a bad idea going out in disguise. I could yeah. disguise myself <laughs> as a different person. Your name will be on the bill. I'll change my name. That's all right. <laughs> hey, stage name. Oh, oh now we're talking. Name. Could do. Hey, I mean, what So comedians? are you going to go for a really clever one or are you just going to go for something different so that when you get super famous... You can still live your life and book things under your own name. Yeah, or when I get super famous, what like John Bishop, <laughs> Peter <laughs> Kay, that'll be the lineup. John Bishop and me and my fake identity. <laughs> Is I don't there know. a name that you've always wanted to have? Like when you, you know, when you're a kid and you hate your own name. I always quite fancied something French sounding. Oh, okay. Like I don't know. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? You've not said a name. No, I don't know any French <laughs> names. <laughs> The only one I got there with Antoinette, and I was like, she don't want Antoinette. Yeah. Antoinette, funny bastard, lawless. I love how you're keeping your surname. <laughs> yeah. French first name, very English surname. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, well, no, that's that's something that we can work on. Yeah. A stage persona, name. I'm going to do some research on this. I wonder how many of the famous comedians have their original name or whether they have created a stage name. Yeah. You know, things like Peter Kay, Michael McIntyre, they all sound like fairly normal names. Yeah, they do. But doesn't mean that they're real names. They might have picked a normal name. Like, some of them might have weird names and they've picked yeah. a normal name so that people can understand it more. What female comedians do we know? Um, oh, my God, my mind's gone blank, but I'm picturing a woman in my head that I really, really not like. Not Miranda Hart. Oh, I really like Miranda Hart. Do you? Yeah, do you not? No. Sarah? Oh, no, not that I don't like her. I don't like that style of humour. Yeah. The slapstick. Oh, my God, what's she called? Sarah? Millican. Millican, really like her. Yeah, she's good. Because there is an equalities aspect to this in that it's a very male-dominated it industry. Is. And there's a group called The Laughing Cows in Manchester. Yes who are about female comedians. I know them from when I did some work in my old job. So you know them? There's support for you. Oh, yeah. Get in touch with Kerry, who runs it, and ask her, please make me funny. (laughs) Give me some material. (laughs) Well, let's do some research. We need to get up on our female comedians. But no, I agree, and I think that it's very male-dominated, and I think there's a stereotype that women... Are not funny. Are not funny, and that the women comedians aren't as good, which I don't think... It's true. Is it that women are less funny, or is it that women have a different style of humour? Is it the booking yeah. thing? You know, whoever does the booking agents, whatever. I don't know. Whoever organises the lineup, yeah. those guys. Is it their fault? Potentially. And then I guess the more that you see of one particular type of person dominating something, it then attracts those type of people as opposed to more yeah, diverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing I did notice about our class is that I think it was pretty much 50 50. Yeah. Female to male, which is really good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this programme from the Forever Manchester Radio and Podcast Network. Forever Manchester is a charity that raises money to fund and support community activity across Greater Manchester. Check out forevermanchester.com to find out more.